It's time for another edition of the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, W-E-L-H. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity... Seize everything you ever wanted One moment Did you capture it? Just let it slip Yo, yo Now that's a sale by Bird Welcome back to the Sports Chumps, episode 25, 25 episodes deep. My name is Mikey Nails. My broadcast partner is Dean the Dream. You are listening to the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM WELH Providence. Welcome back to another edition. Uh, the Christmas festivities outside are popping, as I can see at the, on the uh, front lawn. I like what's going on out there, buddy. Thank you. And I love your energy early in the morning. I like, I, I like the intro. You're, you're solid. I mean, I got. I, I think I have to amp my game up a little well, bit. Cause, uh, you're not a morning person. I think I'm you up can every see. morning, 5.30, 6 o'clock. I mean, I, this is episode 25, an iconic episode, but I think uh, this could be the earliest episode we've ever done. I, I believe the uh, Red Sox-Yankee wildcard game, I had to go that night with yes. with a friend of ours, and, um, but I don't think we did it at 9.45. I think it was more in the noon range. Yeah, we were 11, 30, 12. You, you were just right. about, your, 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 your eyes were just about peaking. Yeah. And the roosters have already went to sleep after you woke up. So, you don't even get that, do you? No, I get it. Yeah. Um, back to the to the uh, decorations. Lala nailed it outside? Yeah, solid, 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 solid. Inside, getting there. Who does the inside? I do the inside. All right, we're getting it. Just so you know, on the on the outside last night there was a little issue with like usually senses them, so they you know they go on at a yeah. certain time, go off at a certain time. They didn't go on last night, so he said, obviously you got to turn them on manually and then turn it off at the end of the night. I wasn't happy about that. Well, so I'm just saying, Lala, thank you, I appreciate it, bro, but make the adjustment on that because I'm not gonna oh, be going. Wow. Well, I'm not gonna be going outside. Wow. Of, Michael, guy, guy comes here, does all the work, and now you're saying ah, he didn't do a good well, job. I'm not going he out, did a good job, but he didn't I'm, do. A good I'm not job. going outside with slippers at 11:30 to start, well, shut it off. I'll just let it. I'll just let it ride all night. You're not I don't doing, care about the electric. You're not bro. doing too much at 11 a.m., 11:30. You know what you're doing? 11, 11:30. You're getting up watching TV. All right, let's start the show. All right, We're chumps. Talk- <laughs> morning edition here. Getting it done on a Thursday. Thursday is a rare, rare edition. Thursday's not usually the play. Well, unfortunately, uh, but it's we, good for we, we had some prior engagements that we had to attend to, yeah. and we are getting it done on Thursday. The show will be up tonight on 88.1 FM WELH at eight. PM, and the show will be up tomorrow on Spotify. Let's get started. NFL, Patriots 36, Titans 13. The Patriots have not beaten the Titans since former linebacker Mike Rabel took over as coach in 2018. I mean, I had Rabel in the toilet at the beginning of the season, and he's still in the toilet. That's just my opinion. Well, hold on. I'm saying because of this game. I'm not saying. Hold on a second, though. I mean, take into consideration the whole scope of everything in the landscape that they didn't have enough healthy bodies to win this game. They had issues in the backfield. They had Julio Jones. He's checked out. He's 32 years old. I'm not even going to make an excuse that he didn't play. But the kid, um, the kid Brown, the receiver, didn't play. They had guys hurt in the secondary. I'm just saying this was this was they limped into Foxborough on Sunday, and a lot of people thought that that was going to be the result of this game. Let me tell you another thing. Unfortunately, there are no excuses. In the NFL, 
You came. You come no. to play. You come to win. No. You don't come to play. You don't come to win. You lose. It's no, very you, simple. You play with what you have. But I gotta no. say, I gotta say, not having Derrick Henry, who's been out a while now, yes. so you, so you learn to live without him because he's he's an elite player. But the the kid Hilliard, who who fumbled the ball, both their running backs fumbled the ball, and it was the the, the turnovers were key in this game. And and but you look at them, they shredded New England. The, the New England def, uh, the New England line got shredded for two seventy on the ground. So so that was really what they were thinking about doing. They knew they didn't have the weapon. So they were going to try to pound it on the ground with the two running backs. Both guys fumbled. I know Godshaw forced one of the fumbles, and then later on in the game there was another one. You saw that play before the half. I don't know if you we alluded to this before. That play before the half where it looked like Tennessee was going to run the clock out. New England had a nice, nice, healthy lead. I think they were up ten, and of course they gave up a sixty-eight yard run to end the half. So that was sort of a little bit of a of a, of a game changer at that point. A little momentum going into halftime. I think the key, the key sequence of the game, Michael, was definitely on the goal line down in the red zone when Tannehill had four cracks at the at it and he couldn't get it done in the in the red zone. And that was New England standing up on defenses, what they've been doing the last six weeks, and the reason why they've won six straight games. Well, yeah, we're not making excuses for New England. And we're not making excuses for the Titans. They lost. The Patriots won. That's that's just the outcome. MJ completed 23 of 32 passes for 310 yards, two TDs. I know you're going to get mad at that comment. I just said there's no excuses. But unfortunately, in the NFL, there is none. There were times where the Patriots had injured players, and they won. And I know we're going to go back and forth. Vrabel, I, 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 I've, been, I've been on Vrabel since the beginning of the, se- uh, beginning of the season saying he was going to be the, fo- the first coach canned, but... He's still in there. He's still hanging in there, but he took an L with uh, this game, and it is what it is. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, the Patriots end up winning the game going away 36-13, but this game was close for a while. You look in the third quarter, New England started to pull away, and they they installed their will on defense, and Mac Jones, who I believe played a good, good football game, 310 yards, very impressive. As you said earlier, two touchdowns to Kendrick Bourne, but I did think he took a couple of sacks where he lost a lot of yards. Better than throwing a pick or doing something foolish, he didn't fumble it, but I thought there were a couple of um, long, long yardage sacks that he took that I'd like to see him uh, try to find a way to get rid of the football and throw it out of bounds. The, the, the comparisons keep going on between Mac Jones and Tom Brady in New England. Everyone's got to stop. Bird, I, we keep saying this. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm not going to bring it up ever again. Larry Bird is not coming back. Kyle Skremski is not coming back. Tom Brady is not coming back. Mac Jones is Mac Jones. Tom Brady is in a whole nother league, whole nother level, whole nother... He's not even in the atmosphere of Mac Jones, so stop with the comparison. All right, Mikey Nails making references to Captain Kalia Stremski, number eight, my idol growing up, same birthday, 822. Of course, me, 71, Yaz, 39, but I get it. No, None of these guys are coming. You're doing the Rick Patino thing again when he talked about, stop. You, know, you know, Bird's not walking through the door. Mikhail's no. not walking through the door. Stop. But you know what? You, you, you play with what you have. Um, this kid is having... Oof, I'll tell you, Michael, it's scary right now because if they can win, when I say win, making the playoffs is a win this year. I think you'd agree with me from where you said they were six weeks ago. And I, I said they were making and, the playoffs last week. Right, but but five, six weeks ago, I was with you. And you yeah, no. Nah. You told me from day Rebuilding. one. Rebuilding. You told me from day one they're an average team, and I looked at you and I said, I, I, I hope you're right because I'll take average right now. I didn't think even earlier in the season that they were even going to be average. So I, I definitely like where this team is going right now. Yeah. And, of course, uh, they are no longer in a, in a rebuilding terminology. Well, that, it's but, over. But I think that's what I'm trying to say is if mm. they can develop back and win football games at the same time, then we're on to something here. Because, you know, it's safe to say they have the next guy right there. He's there. He's the guy. Yep. They're not looking for the I next agree. quarterback. There's already rumors. There's already rumors out of New York that the Jets already feel like the, the, that the kid Zach Wilson could be a bust. We don't know yet. It's too early. He got hurt. He was out four weeks. But they're already talking about you know would they trade for Russell Wilson in the off season? So if you're already talking about trading for an elite quarterback, then you're not happy with the guy you drafted. So you know I know he fell to New England at 15, but Mac Jones right now looks like the cream of the crop in this uh, 2021 class, and it's, 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 it bodes well for the future and the present of the New England Patriots. I gave you Mac Jones stats, Tannehill stats, 11 for 21, 93 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Patriots move up to 8-4, and four and they move on to the Buffalo Bills. Two, go ahead. One thing about Tannehill, Michael, I already told you, obviously he threw that he threw that. Uh, incompletion in the end zone, or I think it was actually deflected and picked. I'm sorry, that was the pick. He's got now on the season 13 touchdowns, 
13 interceptions. So obviously he's not lighting the scoreboard up. I know it's tough because he doesn't have his running back to hand the ball off to, but um, he threw four picks the week before, so that's five interceptions the last two weeks for Ryan Tannehill. And of course, you know, I always thought he was lame coming out of Miami, but then I kind of chalked it up to the Miami system, and I gave I gave him some credit because when he got to Tennessee, it looked like he was a different guy under Vrabel. So um, let's, let's see what happens when he doesn't have his weapons around because five, four or five weeks ago with Henry, this team was a Super Bowl contender. The thing, the thing that uh, Belichick uh, does that a lot of coaches uh, do not do is when there are injuries on the Patriots, he compensates well. Yeah, he comes up with the wins. So that's you know not a lot of not a lot of coaches can do that. Yeah, he's got obviously in, in those situations you have to hide the deficiencies. If you lose guys, obviously you got to plug and play. You got to plug somebody else in. But maybe you you play to that person's strengths, whether it's you know a guy. And let's face it too. I'm giving a lot of credit to Belichick. He's done a great job with this team. Absolutely. McDaniels also. I and wasn't the, too and, fond of from the beginning of the year. Yeah, either. I know you weren't. And, and the defense is coming around. But let's face it. You were talking about injuries earlier. Everybody's got them. No excuses in the NFL. But I got to say, so far, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx anything. They've been relatively healthy so far this year. A couple of guys have gone down, but nothing major. Obviously, uh, after week three, you had the James White injury where he went down for the season. So other than that, they've been relatively healthy. And of course, in that slot, you got Brandon Bolden, who's just been a godsend this year and stepped up for the Patriots and has done a great job. Yes, uh, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, moving on, the Patriots are facing Buffalo Monday night football. Two teams face off. Going to be a great game. Um, I believe that the Patriots are facing the toughest defense that they have all year long. But on offense, the Patriots overachieved. On what was supposed to be a rebuilding year, they proved all the critics wrong. They have they have definitely they have definitely overachieved on the offensive part of the football game. Um, going into the game, uh, I got the Patriots winning uh, only because we are Patriots fans. So, what's your uh, What's well, your outlook? First of all, not to speak for you, but all season long, and I know they've struggled the last few weeks, Buffalo has come back to earth at 7-4 at and four right now, a half a game behind the Patriots. They're hosting Monday Night Football at, you know, Orchland Park, whatever you want to call it, up at Rich Stadium, wherever they are. Let me tell you something. Josh Allen was your guy from day one this year. He was. They're still, he saying, still, he still, they're still saying he's an MVP candidate. Yeah. But they, they here's the deal. Here's, here's where I look at them. The kids, Singletary, they haven't run the ball that well this year. And you look at a Patriot defense, even though they win going away on Sunday 36-13, got shredded for 270 yards, and it wasn't Derrick Henry running the ball. That's a little concerning for me if I have to look at anything going into this game Monday night because I think Allen has a tendency, a propensity, to just want to throw the ball all over the field. I think if you can plug and play anybody in that backfield, you probably can run the ball on New England because the you know with J.C. Jackson, he's going to try to shut down Stephon Diggs, their number one receiver. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, all the way around here. Not going to be an easy task, but in Bill Belichick, we trust. Yeah, and of course, Michael, this is a Monday night football matchup. The Patriots do play the Bills two twice in the next three or four weeks. You've got a, a bye sandwiched in there, mm-hmm. and um, I just want to let you know on 12-18, the Patriots were supposed to play the Colts at the Colts. Um, I believe and you can double-check for the people out there that want to know this, that game got flexed. Because it's kind of a good matchup, they changed the time of the game, which whatever it says to be determined here on our little uh, our little manual schedule. But it looks like they, they changed the night. That may be a Saturday game now, so look into that. We'll, okay. we'll keep people abreast. It's after the bye, but that um that's going to be that's gonna be a huge game against the Colts also. You okay over there? Yeah. All right. little hiccup action. You are listening to the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, WELH Providence. You can check us out on our website, thesportschumps.com. You can check us out on Spotify. The link is up there on our website. You can check out all our social media sites. Just friend request us. We will accept you. Any questions, concerns, or comments, please email Mike or Dean at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Coming up later in the show, we do have a question from Aunt Mick, and we are going to try and stump the dream. Moving on, NFL scores. Here we go. Thursday Thanksgiving games. We're going to start. You ready? I'm always ready. All right. Bears 16, Lions 14. All right. Under the category of who cares, but both teams play every year on Thanksgiving, especially the Lions. Soup Campbell drops to 0-10. This team is flat-out dreadful. Um, it took a, uh, a Santos game-winning field goal to uh, to end the skid for the Bears. They improved to 4-7. and seven. This was the 12 o'clock game, and i got to be honest with you, I played hoop on Thanksgiving morning. I didn't give it much uh I, I don't know. I think I napped for that one. Uh, it's just, it, there's not much to see there. Boring. LV Raiders 36, Cowboys, America's team 
33. Okay, Dream's going to backpedal a little bit here only because I think last week, Michael, if you go back to the podcast, I almost, I don't know if I stuck a fork in them, but yeah, I said I said, see you later, Raiders, with all the stuff going on, whether it was Chucky or Ruggs or the guy who wanted to off like three people with an Uzi. I don't know what's going on there, but um, I got to I gotta give them a lot of credit. Now, is this the Raiders, the Raiders coming up big on the road with Derek Carr, or is this... Dallas kind of coming back to earth. They can't get out of their own way. I think McCarthy's a terrible coach. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it was a misprint. I actually watched this game. They said that the Cowboys had 28 penalties in this game. Disgusting. Dak Prescott hasn't played well the last couple of weeks. And it looks like the Cowboys at 7-4 and four have a big game tonight. Big game. Just about starting as we would be airing live on ELH tonight. They play the Saints. They welcome the Saints to town. That's a do or die game. The Saints come in at five and six. Cowboys really need a good game and they need a W right now because they've 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 definitely come back to earth. The Cowboys should stop uh filming documentaries and focus more on the middle of the season. I agree. Okay. Moving on, Bills 31, Saints 6. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen throws for four touchdowns in this game, but the Saints, again, this is I'm not making excuses. This is Tennessee all over again. Um, Alvin Kamara doesn't play in this game. They don't have a quarterback, although Taysom, Taysom Hill is going to start tonight versus Dallas, but um, they just don't have enough firepower. This game was over in the first quarter, 31-6, obviously. The Saints are 5-6. and six. They're, they're going to be home for the playoffs, and, of course, Buffalo, they get ready for New England on Monday Night Football. Sunday games, Bengals 41 Steelers, 10. Put a fork in the Steelers. Ah, thank you. Well, he took the words right out of my mouth. And you know I, you know how much I think of Joe Burrow. He's been he's been tremendous. But in this game, it was Joe Mixon. A little troubled pass when he got there from college. But he rushes for a career-high 165 yards. And the Bengals, Burrow and the boys, they put up 21 in the second quarter. This game was checked. It was 31-3 by half. And um, I think the Steelers were warming the bus up. Buccaneers, 38. Colts, 31. Brady being Brady, I see it. I say it every week. Uh, he had a little hiccup. Uh, was it last week? Had the little hiccup. Yeah. This week, back to Brady. Well, and, and obviously he sort of deferred to the, his team, which is sometimes you have to do, especially when you're 44 years old. You can't do everything. So he decides to hand the ball off to Leonard Fournette for four touchdowns. So, of course, this team is just stacked. And um, on the other side, Michael, this was a huge game for the Colts and Carson Wentz. They had this game early. They were up 10, though, basically the whole game. But you can't give – We listen, this is a broken record here on the Chumps. We've been doing this for 25 weeks. You just can't give Brady three, three minutes no. and 29 seconds left. I know it's tough to manage the clock, but he, I'll tell you one thing. You give him time, he doesn't give you time back because he gave, a, they gave the, the yeah. Colts 20 seconds at the end of the game, which, by the way, the Colts still almost scored with those 20 seconds. They got a great run back there, but they end up coming up a little bit short, 38-31. Um, Buccaneers improved to 8-3. They're going to win that division going away. And the Colts, it's a, it's a devastating loss at 6-6. Six and six. And, of course, New England in two weeks. I mean, Brady's just a genius. There's just nothing else to say. Yeah, I don't think he – Michael, actually, to be honest with you, um, like I said, Fournette rushed for four. I don't know if Brady even threw a touchdown in this game. But, again, he didn't have to. He got them up and down the field and did enough in this game to, of course, do what he does best, which is, uh, I don't know, get Ws? It's pretty much the idea he's, of he's it, isn't it? He's conserving his energy for the Super Bowl. We'll leave it at that. Oh, wow. All right, Neil's already putting them in. Moving on. Go ahead. Finns 33, Panthers 10. All right, I've been saying it for three weeks now, and I know when you start out 1-7, of course, the first win against New England, you're saying to yourself, I don't know, there's a little something going on there, and maybe Tua Tagovailoa is starting to get things going because now they've won four straight. They've improved to 5-7. and seven. New England has them the last week of the season in Miami, which is always a disaster for the Pats, so don't chalk up any Ws. But on this game, Tua gets it done. They win their fourth straight. They improve to 5-7, and seven, and the Panthers drop to 5-7. and seven. And from what I hear, I didn't see this game, but Cam Newton was benched. So obviously, it's, it's over. I know you brought him back. He's in the same uniform. It, he's a shell of what he was. I think he had a one-yard touchdown in this game, but I think he threw for like, he, it was just awful. I think his stats, Michael, he was 5 for 21 throwing the ball. He's dreadful. No one belongs in the condo with his family. NFL's over for him. All right, Nails has got uh, the couch for Newton anytime soon. It's not going to happen. I mean, the career's over. Just just go home. Don't put a fork. Wear a suit, the hat, do whatever you want, but stay yeah. home. Go to GQ, do some modeling. Nice. Giants 13, Eagles 7. 
Yeah, I mean, a couple of teams going nowhere fast. Eagles dropped to 5-7. and seven. Giants improved to 4-7. and seven. Daniel Jones, um, you know, instead of putting him in the injury report, looks like he's trending towards playing this Sunday. Um, but the Cowboys, uh, this is on the day they retired number 92, the uh, legendary Hall of Famer Michael Strahan's number. So the Giants get, get an ugly win, 13-7, but a well-needed win to keep their season at least uh, respectable. Yes. Dirt, dirty Birds, Falcons, 21, Jags. 14. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots beat them 25 nothing about a week and a half ago, and uh, they always seem to be like, eh, done, but they're not done. Of course, you beat the Jaguars, who dropped to 2-9. and nine. Matt Ryan had a big game in here. They improved to 5-6. and six. It's, I don't know. 5-6, and six, I think it's still over for them, but they're just looking for respectability. A 500 season would be great for them. J-E-T-S, come out with a win. Jets, 21. Texans. 14. Yeah, not, not a hard win. Yeah, again, I mean, two two dreadful teams. That, this is the game where you're saying to yourself, all right, who's getting the number one pick here? Oh, by the way, I did hear something, too, with the NFL draft coming up, you know, in April, May, that the Jets have the number, they have, like, two of the top five picks in the draft this year. So, I mean, they've always had high picks because they're always drafting high because they stink every year, and they just can't get out of their own way. But in this game, Zach Wilson does return. Jets end the skid. And, of course, the Texans dropped to two and nine. The Jets improved to three and eight. They're, they're, they're pathetic. Both teams. Swill. Garbage. Moving on, Broncos twenty-eight, Chargers one three thirteen. Yeah, let me let me backpedal on the Broncos a little bit. I wouldn't have seen this one coming. I would have taken the Chargers in this game if I was a gambling man. But um, Patrick Sertain the second, whose uh, his dad used to play for the Dolphins back in the old days, opposite of Sam Madison in Miami. Uh, Broncos improved to six and five in this one, and the Chargers dropped. This is a big loss for the Chargers. They're six and five, and of course Justin Herbert is having a little bit of a tough time. And it seems like ever since that New England game where the Patriots and Bill got in his head a little bit, he hasn't been the same guy. So the Broncos definitely come get off life support at six and five. Both teams at six and five. One of those teams probably not going to make the playoffs. Maybe neither will, but both won't. Packers thirty six, Rams twenty eight. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is playing with a serious toe injury. If anybody, not that anybody's going to feel bad for him because he's a, he's a tool bag. But I mean, let's oh, face it. Oh, ELH. Let's let's face it. Let's face it. All right, ELH, ELH, dream nails. Not not over the top, but borderline toe in the line. No pun intended. He's got a bad toe, Michael. I don't really want to. I don't really want to talk much about Rodgers. By the way, they're nine and three now and five and zero oh at home. What I want to talk about is, and I don't know if you, if you can go back, find it, believe me, remember I said it. But I've been telling you all year, and people at the bar at work, friends of mine, fantasy guys, I am so tired of hearing about Matthew Stafford how he was only bad because he was on a bad team in Detroit. You come to the Rams, they pick up Von Miller, they've got Aaron Donald, they've got stars everywhere, they got Odell Beckham Jr. who I don't like. They've made every move. They're all in, Michael. They're all in payroll-wise to try to win a Super Bowl. They flipped them for Jared Goff, figuring a change of scenery would be great for both guys. He's throwing a pick six now in three straight games. And by the way, they're only seven and four right now, and they're struggling to try to get a playoff spot. And of course, now, of course, the excuses come out that he may be hurt and he's not saying anything, and that's why he's not playing well. So I, I don't want to hear it. Win games. That, they're on a, a good that, team now. I don't want to hear it. That's a ghost injury. I think, I think Stafford's garbage. I really do. Said it all along. I'm sticking to it. I don't care about his fantasy numbers. He got his, gets his 300 every game. He loses. All right, you're angry with stuff. It's good. We can move on. Swell. You're, 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 By the way, a little nugget there. Went to the same high school as one of my favorite pitchers of all time, Dodger legend Clayton Kershaw. They were, okay. they went to the same high school. Right. Just wanted you to know that. Right. You, we're, bringing it, we're going to bring it down a notch. You're starting to sweat. I see the beads of sweat coming down the forehead. All right, early early uh, morning edition of the Chumps. Let's you watch listening tonight on ELH, 8 to 9, Dream Nails, breaking down, putting a bow on week 12 as we look forward to uh, week 13 coming up. Moving on, the 49ers with the galloping chicken. Is that what you call them? Yeah. The galloping chicken. 49ers, 34, Vikings, 26. Do I have to backpedal for the third time this morning and maybe take them off life support? Because he's starting to win football games again. All right, albeit you beat the Vikings and Kirk Cousins, who just finds ways to lose football games. But 34-26, they improved to 6-5. and five. I think I said it last week. They still need to just keep winning football games. And that in that conference, there's just not much wiggle room. And if they were in the AFC, I think they'd have a better chance at the postseason. I still think they may come up short. But Shanahan is looks like he's got things going in the right direction there. Ravens, 16. Browns, 10. Okay, so this was the Sunday night game, Michael. This was disgusting, okay? Because uh, the Ravens improved to 8-3. and three. Lamar Jackson, all right, they get the W here, but 
not very impressive. You threw, he threw four picks in this game. It was unwatchable to watch him throw the ball all over the field and get picked left and right. But the Browns just couldn't do enough. Mayfield and the boys, they dropped a six and six. I think this season's pretty much, uh, oh, I wouldn't say over, but they're on, they're, they're on a banana. Well, they're on a banana peel right now. So the Ravens, they win, but it's not impressive. And that win actually put them at eight and three and gives them right now, Michael, actually the best record in the AFC. Solid. Monday night game, Washington football team. I can't stand saying that. 17, Seahawks, 15. Seahawks put a fuck in them, too. All right. I think you and I talked Monday night, and you made a comment about, well, I'm watching the game, and you're not. I'm sorry, Michael. It was unwatchable. 17, 15. This was just, this was, this was like watching, uh, I don't know. This was like watching Sisters of the Poor. It was brutal. I'm just telling you. It was, all right, ELH, ELH, ELH. But um, I, I got to figure it right at some point, Russell Wilson, at least in the offseason, has to get out of Seattle. Now they're officially bad. They're 3-8, and eight, and I just can't understand why they would sign Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer to beat. Adrian Peterson to the practice squad this week. You're 3-8 and eight and you're spinning your wheels. And Wilson and that offense just, Wilson's not the same guy. I don't know if he came back too early from the finger injury, but uh. I don't know. They're three and eight, and of course, uh, Washington improves to five and six with Heineke at quarterback. Um, they still have a little bit of life, and especially in that division, you never know. You are listening to eighty-eight point one FM WELH Providence. This is the injury report with Dean the Dream. All right, the injury report. Brought to you by Dean the Dream. Just a couple of Patriot notes, Michael. Um, linebacker Jamie Collins, who I told you a few weeks ago, is back at practice, okay? He's been out with an injury, and I know he went on IR. This whole IR thing is still confusing. Some guys are out for the season. Back in the day, if you went on IR, your season ended. But they brought him back. I think he was designated to return in three weeks. So it's nice news, uh, great news for the Patriots going into this Monday night football game to have possibly have Jamie Collins back in uniform after he uh, was released by Detroit. He's been a, an integral part of this team since he came back. On the negative side, Michael, Patriot safety Kyle Duggar, who I think you've noticed has been all over the field lately, making plays, hitting, interceptions, everything. He's on the COVID list, so he looks like right now it looks like chances of him playing on Monday night are slim. He's going to have to have a couple of negative tests back-to-back days to even have a chance. So um, so we uh, Patriots lose Duggar possibly for this game. Unfortunately for the Bills, worst news for them, their best player, the cornerback Tredavious White, who's their franchise cornerback, he's Steph Gilmore 2.0. He tore his ACL last week. He's done. He's out for the season. So sort of a wash the other Patriots. injury. T- real tough because now you're looking at 12 to, you know, a 12-month injury for sure. Um, under the category of swill, as we do it all the time, eight, uh, Antonio Brown with his ankle is out for two more weeks. Not that we care. AB, uh, sure not don't get well anytime soon. And, of course, uh, Lions running back DeAndre Swift is out with a shoulder sprain. And, of course, if you're on the Lions right now and you're hurt, why rush back? Soup Campbell, 0-10-1, total garbage there. So that is the injury report for the week, Mikey. Okay, uh, you are listening to the Sports Shumps on 88.1 FM WELH. You can check us out on our website. The website is thesportschumps.com. You can check us check us out on Spotify. The link is up there on our website. You can email Micah Dean with any questions, concerns, or comments at thesportschumps at gmail.com. What are you doing over there, little Mountain Dew? I know it's early in the morning. Usually I'm an OJ guy, but I'm just I'm struggling a little bit. I just need the I need the fizz. There's about 49 grams of sugar in there. It's all right. Though. No, you well, could, that, well that's why it. it says that's why it says zero sugar. Yeah, but whatever. Well, let's not, let's oh, I didn't see the zero. Part. No, it's okay. Nails jumping the gun on the Mountain Dew play, but it's okay. Chumps middle innings here. We just put a bow on week 12. We're looking forward to week 13. Exciting times here in New England with Monday night football. It's a, it's just a great time of year. It's getting cold. It's this is when we start feeling it's football time and it's Belichick time. Moving on, MLB, Major League Baseball. Some tidbits, some contract signings. Um, we do have a lockout going on, so these contract contract signings, it's it's irrelevant at this point. I know you have to report it, but it's just I just got all pumped about football, and then you just throw like a well, de- Debbie down at it. But no, you got to report it's, it. But it's, it's disgusting. I'm I'm just gonna make a comment, and then you could you can yeah you could chime in. These fans, including you, a lot of fans pay a lot of money to go watch these to go watch these these baseball players. And I know it's not MLB. I know it's the union. It's the union that's doing this. 
Well, again, just not to mince words and you know be technical, but on this on this particular time, this is the first time since 19, 1990 that there's been a lockout. So this is actually the well, obviously it's both sides because they're not getting they're not agreeing on something. So it's both sides. But in this particular moment right here, this lockout last night at midnight was done by the owners. So the owners of locking the players out. This is not a strike. It's the, it's a little different, but it doesn't matter. The bottom line is they can't get together on on things when they're chucking one forty three for three years to Max Scherzer who's thirty eight. I just don't understand. There's money to be spent. I don't understand what the problem is. We were in the middle of a global pandemic. Life, people are losing jobs. People are losing restaurants. And these guys are gonna. These guys are gonna stop. They're gonna have a work people stoppage. Are lo- people are losing lives and families. Never mind work jobs. And, they, and they're doing a stoppage and they're doing all this crazy stuff. Now I don't know the, the details of it. I'm sure it's very in depth at yeah. what's going on, but it, there's no need for it. And I'll be the sap that you know. Of course, when they come back, I'll be right about, right on board again. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but well, that's how it's, it's because you're a fan. I know. I understand. It, it, there's just no need for it. I mean, I'm not. No. In the, I'm not in the war room with them. But like, certainly, I shouldn't even use the term war because you know what? People that go to war for our country, those are the those are the real heroes. These yeah, guys, they, they don't strike. These guys play a game. Uh, Lockout. No, these guys play strike. a game. It's it's just off. It's off the charts. But obviously, Michael, we have to work around this whole lockout thing because there was a lot of movement before. Now, obviously, I don't think there'll be any more transactions. But I know you want to talk about a few of the moves yeah, that have been made by the Red Sox uh, and around MLB. Uh, well, I'm going to start with Corey Seager. Is that his name, Corey yeah. Seager? Yeah. And the Texas Rangers, they agreed to a 10-year, $325 million deal. Oh, wow. Huge deal. Okay, so obviously, uh, you know, I follow the National League. I've watched a lot of the Dodgers. This kid's a terrific ball player when he's healthy. He's had a Tommy John surgery. He's missed a full season. You don't see a lot of shortstops get Tommy John. Usually it's pitchers. But, I mean, this guy's injury prone. He can hit. He's only 27 years old, so they're banking on the upside with him. Uh, what surprised me more was that, and I get it, the Rangers... New stadium a couple of years ago. You had COVID, so there were no fans. So I know that they're looking to make a splash in their new stadium with a big signing. They go out the day before and sign former Toronto second baseman Marcus Simeon to a seven-year, $170 million deal. So just do the math, Michael, 325. That's 495. Call it 500 million for two guys to play up the middle. I get it. You're going to have a nice second baseman shortstop combo when we when this lockout's over eventually, and we hope it is. But I'm saying to myself, um, I don't know. Usually you need pitching to win, and the Rangers are one of the, one of the doormats of MLB. Just so you know, the last few years, they've been awful. So two guys up the middle are not going to turn this franchise around. It's a no. step. They need pitching. It's a pitcher's I, game. I believe, well, I believe they signed um, former Colorado Rocky pitcher John Gray to a four-year $56 million deal, but he's out of swill also. Now we're at five fifty. Oh, wow. Moving on, Max Scherzer. Nice. And the Mets are finalizing a three-year $130 million contract. Yeah, I I just can't fathom this, and I you know he's you know he's my guy. I got you to kind of like him. Three years, and of course he goes to the Mets. Steve Cohen, the owner there, he's got billions of dollars to spend. He's throwing it all over the place. They signed Stalling Mate a couple of weeks ago to a to a deal for like seventy million to play center field. The Mets just seem to throw money around, and it usually never pans out. But uh, he definitely you put him in that rotation at the top with Jacob Degrom if Degrom's healthy. And um, that's the best one-two punch in baseball, bar none. So, Scherzer, this will be his last contract, a three-year deal to pitch for the Mets for absolutely insane money. Red Sox signed three pitches. Dean the Dream has the details. Yeah, so, of course, this is a little disappointing to me because it seems like when you add it up, it looks like they spent some money. But uh, they signed Rich Hill, who's um, about 112. He's older than dirt. One-year deal, um, $5 million. He's still throwing that lollipop curveball. It's over for Hill, okay? They also added Michael. Could he be a salty dog? He, he could be pl- pl- playing in my league. He, he may have to fight me for innings the way I threw in, in Florida. So I'm just saying. I, I don't know what's going to go on there. But the lollipop curveball is not going to cut it in Beantown. He is a local guy. He's a Massachusetts guy. So obviously there's there's some ties there, but the Red Sox also signed um, former St. Louis Cardinal, New York Met, and Tampa Bay Rays pitcher Michael Waka to a one-year seven million dollar deal. This guy hasn't been good in three or four years. He pitched against the Red Sox in the 2013 World Series. Everybody thought he was the next Tom Seaver. It has not panned out for him. But the Red Sox believe they get him on the cheap, and of course they believe they can get they can get something out of him that someone else didn't. And of course the final move was James Paxton, left-hander 
late of the Seattle Mariners. He's throwing, I think, about, uh, I don't know, 20 innings in the last two years between the Yankees and the Mariners. He gets a one-year deal for $10 million. And by the way, oh yeah, he can't pitch till at least August after Tommy John surgery. So they got a deal for him up to $34 million if he can meet the expectations. These are all like these are all broken guys that they're basically they're picking up, just hoping that they can hit lightning in a bottle after letting Eddie Rodriguez go to the Detroit Tigers for $77 million. A lot of money being thrown around, and there's a lockout. Yeah, and of course, late last night, Michael, this just came across the wire. One other little small move. The Red Sox did re-sign their backup catcher, Kevin Plowecki, to a one-year deal. He's been a terrific backup the last two years to your boy, Pudge Vasquez. How much? How much? Cheap money. A couple of million. Just he's That's what he is. Your backup, they didn't blow the, they didn't blow the, uh, the balls there. So, um, and... and ELH, ELH, ELH. Um, but no, I just wanted to tell you late last night that Hunter Renfro, of course, the Red Sox, you know, they got the career year out of him, 259 with, with 31 homers and 96 RBIs. He gets traded to the Milwaukee Brewers for a, uh, for two, I guess, nice prospects. But of course, the Red Sox reacquire Jackie Bradley Jr., who can't hit the ball out of his hand. I'm not understanding this move. I believe that this is that the Red Sox feel like they got that career year out of Renfro and that he won't duplicate that, so they're not going to pay Renfro. Let's move him out of town, get a couple of prospects, and bring Bradley back, maybe as a fourth outfielder. I don't know where Bradley fits because uh, just let me tell you one thing. He hit 163 last year, and it wasn't in limited duties. He played 134 games for the Brewers. I know he's a gold glove center fielder, but uh, 163 is not Major League Baseball. Doesn't no. cut it. Again, salty dogs, he'd be batting like ninth for the dogs. Just saying. Oh, it's aggressive. JBJ, ninth. JBJ, it's over. I mean, he's MVP of the ALCS against the Astros in 18. That's three years ago. He's checked out. Any more tidbits on MLB? Um, one other move, the Detroit Tigers before the lockout signed Javier Baez, late of the New York Mets, to a six-year $140 million deal. So, again, money's still getting chucked out left and right to these teams. Now, of course, with the lockout, um, transactions are no longer until this thing is settled. It's unfortunate. That's a wrap on, on uh, MLB. We're listening to the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM WELH. Providence. You can check us out on our website, thesportschumps.com. The link to Spotify is up there. All of our podcasts are up there. Number 25 will be up by tomorrow. You could try and stop the dream. Email Mike a question at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Moving on. Hockey. The Bees. The Bruins. Not looking good. No. Not looking good at all. The Bruins lost Tuesday against the Red Wings 2-1. Uh, it actually gave... The Red, the Red Wings, their 3,000th franchise victory, which is a pretty big accomplishment. Well, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Michael, and I, I don't have the history here, but I think off the top of my head, they always talk about the original six, which I guess back in the 30s or 40s, the Bruins were part of that original six, mm -hmm. and I believe the Red Wings, which is why you're throwing out three, would you say 3,000 W's? 3,000. Okay, so I would assume that, I believe that I'm pretty sure, you know, you got the Montreal Canadiens, I think the Chicago Blackhawks, the Red Wings, maybe the Toronto Maple Leafs, I don't know the all six teams, but the Red Wings are definitely in that you know, original six. So, of course, a lot of history there. You're looking at about 90 years in uh in so existence, awesome. so it's a lot of wins. And Hockey players don't get enough credit. They're making no, they they're making garbage money, and they're not on a lockout, and the MLB is making giant money, and they're on a lockout. We're not even going to get into Well, I it. do remember the other day, they, they either had a strike or a lockout, and I remember saying to myself, it's my fourth favorite sport, so I'm just saying, you want a lockout, fine, I'm not going to I'm not gonna miss you that much. So if you're there, I'll watch you, but if you're not there, I'm not losing any sleep over it. But um, you you alluded to the Bruins and just the fact that they're not playing well. Ah, Unfortunately, they, they, they've compounded that with some stuff off the ice, and of course, you mentioned to me earlier that Bruce Cassidy is, has COVID right now, so you don't even have your coach. No. Marshawn, is ser he served his first game, first suspension game of a three-game suspension. I'm not sure what he did. I don't know if he had Yeah, it was, some, well, it was something dirty. I, think, I saw it. I Obviously. don't know what they called. They had a name for it. They called it something. I don't know. It wasn't sparing, but it he did. A, si a side skate or something Yeah, he did like something that? stupid. Yeah. Listen, this guy's always in the middle of it. He's just like, what is with him is he brings a lot to the table. He's fiery, and that's what makes him who he is. It's just every once in a while you have to deal with this. When you think he's got his emotions under control and he can tamp temper it, he just does something like this all the time, and you just never know when he's gonna you're going to lose him for two or three games. And right now, the way they're playing, they can't put the puck in the net. Their defense on the blue line has been terrible. They they need everybody that they can get right now, and to lose him for for three games is is it's not good. The Red Wings, Mark Stiles, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. Stiles uh, scored his first goal of the season with the tiebreaker in the third period. As you as you alluded to earlier, Bruce Cassidy was out for the uh, Boston um, for the Boston Bruins. He's on the COVID protocol list. Bruins move on to eleven and eight. The Red Wings are eleven and nine. Uh, next up for the Bruins. 
They're at Nashville tonight. I mean, they got they got to stop they got to start producing some some wins. It's I country mean, town. Uh, yeah, and it's it's Hurchin, Nashville, Hurchin town. You've been to Nashville? No, never go, never will. Don't care. All right, nails just totally squashing the idea of Nashville. Dream even did it. I don't know how a friend of mine got me to do it. Like it's all whiskey and and country music for like three days. Neither one a a, a fan of, but I did it. And I, I gotta be honest with you, I'm not upset that I did it though, Mike. I'm just I'm not saying go. You haven't heard me say, oh, you gotta go. No. But it, it it wasn't bad. Well, it's a hell of a strip over there. As long as you had a good time, it's all that matters. I'm not knocking Nashville. It's just not my thing. Yeah, you're a DJ music guy, though. I mean, you're not a country guy, though, are you? I mean, I wouldn't say I'm not a country guy. I mean, I like all music, so, yeah. you know, there are some country songs that I do like, but I'm not. That isn't my scene, the Nashville and all that, and you got, no, I'm not doing it. Not to get off topic here, because we had a lot to still to cover, but um, didn't you use didn't we use a little country music in our outro last week? We did for a, for a special someone in your life, and that's what we did. I totally appreciate that. That was very very nice of you. But um, I also have to I also have to be concerned with our listenership and the people that you know our loyal listeners. Not saying that that person wouldn't be, but it's just uh. One of our guys, Matt Gindin, he gave it like a two out of ten. I was a little disappointed with oh. the rating system there. And we were at work the other night, and I think he uh, he requested a little uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire reasons as, as an outro. So we're going to have to work on that. No problem. I can get that So done. I'm just letting you know because he, he cares. Anything, just anything, for, any, anything for our loyal listeners. He was remember he was the handicap guy that you know remember with the four point nine yeah. thing and then I was like I, yeah there's no four point nine well he gave me the he backed it all up so we're gonna get Matt Gindin solid loyal listener he's probably wondering where the show is it's not gonna be on Spotify by Thursday because it's Thursday already as we get ready we do the show E L H eighty eight point one F M Dream and Nails we're moving on moving on N B A Celts eighty eight Sixers eighty seven the Celts squeeze by you have the stats for that game a little bit yeah I mean this was oof, this was a great game and uh, give Robert Williams comes back in this game has a, has a really does a nice job scores some points rebounds and points but also does a great job on Joel Embiid who just got off the COVID list last week Embiid shot like three for eighteen in this game so he really struggled and Jason Tatum stepped up with thirty six points and a career high. 16 rebounds in this game. This Solid. was a, this was a grinded Nails. out game. Celtics improved to 12 and 10. Uh, Jalen Brown, I think, only had about nine points in this game. He didn't have that good of a game, but the team came back. Dennis Schroeder's been hurt. He came off the bench in this one. Josh Richardson's been stepping up and playing a, an integral role for them. So Celtics find a way to get a win, and of course they beat old friend Doc Rivers. Celtics improved to 12 and 10, and I believe the Sixes uh, dropped to 11 and 11. Yes. Solid win for the uh, Celts. Yeah, they needed it. They needed it. It's a good win at home. You got to win those games. Some tidbits, NBA tidbits. LeBron James out due to COVID. Yeah, a little. Yeah, a little safety protocol there. They say he's going to miss several games, so I don't know what that means. Well, I don't know. I don't well, know his vaccination status. It's going to be a two week. If you got COVID, it's a two week. Yeah, you know, it's fourteen. Ten days at least. Well, at least ten. ten. At least ten. ten. If you're vaccinated, maybe ten. But you're out. So, and they're spinning their wheels right now. They're they're around five hundred. I don't even think they are five hundred right no. now. So they they definitely look like an old team. When they lose games, you say to yourself, "Well, they're old." So, and they you know their youngest star is of course Anthony Davis, who's you know how I feel about him. It's it's soft as. Uh, yeah, he's, no, he's no Moses Malone. Uh, no, no. Another tidbit, Phoenix Suns, 17-game winning streak. Biggest win streak since the Bucks ran off 18 in a row in December of 19. Yeah, and you know, another thing, of course, Chris CP3, Chris Paul's doing a great job running that offense at an advanced age. Devin Booker's shooting the three. That team looks like they're on a mission to get back to the finals this year and get it done because they were so close last year against Milwaukee. I do want to say one thing about the Bucs. You mentioned what, they had an 18-game winning streak uh, last year? Was it last year? 19. Okay, um, just so you know, last night they won their 12 straight, so they're trending yeah. towards what the Suns are doing. Giannis had 40, Giannis. and uh, they edged out. Lamelo Ball and the Charlotte uh, Charlotte Hornets. Ball had thirty six points and nine assists in this game. Yeah, I, I saw he had a, he had legit. a good legit. Yeah, he's solid. You, it's your guy. He's legit. Your guy. You listen. You were the one last year before we were, yeah. we weren't even in podcast mode. But you just you were the first one to mention. You're like, uh, God, who's this ball guy with the odd shot? I'm like, don't worry about it. He's he's lo he's yeah. locked. It goes in. Just a little tidbit. Three seasons ago, the Suns had a 17-game losing streak. Ouch. What a turn of events, huh? Got a question for the Dream. Chris Paul has been on three teams with a 17-game winning streak. What are the other two teams? All right, so obviously the Suns right now as we speak, current current status. Um, I'm going to say the Houston Rockets. He was only there a year, but I'm going to say the Rockets. And, of course, he had a nice run with the Clippers and Blake Griffin and that crew playing on the Doc Rivers. I would believe those would be the three teams that he had the win streak with. People forget 
his first group of you know, his first series of, of seasons in the NBA were with the New back when they were the New Orleans Hornets. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're the Pelicans now, and they started moving around franchises. And the guy get confused. But um, so I'm gonna assume that that team he didn't do he didn't win 17 straight with them. So I'm gonna say Rockets, Clippers, and the the current status Suns. You are correct. CP3, still getting it done. Yes, yeah, solid. He's got to be 30. I think he's 37 now. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's up there. And he still, he still gets it done. But they've got a nice bench. Uh, Monty Williams knows how to manage his minutes, keep him fresh. And um, I think I think they're going to be there at the end this year. Again, they're a nice ball club. Yeah. That's a wrap for the NBA. Moving on, a little college football talk. Dean the Dream, what do you got for me, buddy? Well, obviously, we're still a week away. A lot of the uh, conference championships are this week. So, like, you know, they, they do the voting every every Monday or Tuesday as far. I think it's Tuesday on the um, on the four teams that are looking towards, you know, trending towards that playoff, the college football playoff. Right now, you're looking at Georgia, who's they're totally real this year. I've never bought into them, but they're 12-0. and 0. Everyone says they're a lock no matter what, even if they lose to Alabama on Saturday in the SEC championship game, that if they're one, they could only maybe drop to four. They'd still be in the in the college football playoff. Um, uh, Alabama, I don't know how Saban pulled it off against Auburn on Sunday, on Saturday. They pulled it out of the fire late, but he finds a way to win football games. Saban's a legend. He, it's, unbel it's unbelievable. Um, Cincinnati's the surprise here. They sneak in at 12-0, a team that usually doesn't get a lot of respect because they don't play the same powerhouse teams, but they do slide into the fourth slot. So so they're trying to get into that playoff. And, of course, um, I, you know, I was excited about it. I've been telling my brother. I told my brother before this game, I said, Jim Harbaugh, he's going to get off the schneid at some point. He's got to beat Ohio State once. He's been there eight, nine years. He loses every year to Ohio State. To, to build his resume and to have a successful season, you can go 1-11, but you have to beat Ohio State. But now he improves to 11-1 with a 41-27 win on Saturday in the big house. And it looks like Michigan, if they can just win on, uh, if they can beat Iowa in the Big Ten championship game on Saturday night, 8 o'clock, it looks like they're going to be in the uh, they're going to be in the playoff, and it's a real, real good thing for Jim Harbaugh, who I really like as a coach. Little tidbit on Jim Harbaugh: he made an announcement uh, stating that any bonus money he earns will be redirected to the Michigan Athletic Department to pay employees who had their pay cut due to the COVID nineteen pandemic. That is a very, very solid move. Michael, I think it's a class move. Um, I don't want to read too much into it on why he did it, but I, I have a feeling. I, I think I have a. I think I have a theory on part of the reason why he did it. I think it's because a lot of people had him, they had him fired last year. The experts, the Paul Feinbaums. Yeah, he, he was done. And I was one of the guys, I'm saying to myself, he just can't get it done. You can't go 7-5 and five at Michigan. You have to go 10-2 and two and you got to beat Ohio State at least, you know, half the time. I'm just like, I believe a lot of it's because the AD and the you know people there at Michigan stuck with him during a difficult time where he believes that maybe he even thought he should have been canned. And this year he comes in with no expectations. I don't even believe they were preseason ranked. Now they're in the top five. I think it's a great story. I'm not I'm not in love with the Harbaugh brothers, John and Jim, but I think they're great coaches. They're a little bit they're sawheads when they don't win, but you know what? They're fiery guys. They want to win. Um, I think it's a class act. I'm uh, classy move that he made, and I'm glad you brought it up. So uh, proving the naysayers nice to see good wrong. stories. Nice to see a good story. Proving, as you would say, the naysayers. Yeah, and I mean it's a great thing. And now, now of course, we're talking about the top four here with the CFA thing. We don't talk a lot of college football, but of course, we're trending towards the playoffs. So we are going to get a little bit more into it as as we move towards the new year, because that's usually when you see the yeah. playoff and you know the bowl games and all that. Mm -hmm. But um, in a in a shocking, shocking move, um. Notre Dame coach uh, Brian Kelly leaves after 12 seasons at uh, in South Bend. He takes a job at LSU, and of course, I mean, I think you cringed a little when I when I said that he got a 10-year deal for $95 million. Someone suggested he should be the Trump of the week, but unfortunately, if someone offered me $95 million, I would go coach whoever. And I know I maybe was reading to him. By the way, they're 11-1 and one this year, ranked six nationally. Of course, he thinks they should be in the playoff. But I've seen them the last five years. They always seem to weasel their way into the playoff and then they play in Alabama or or, or um, Oklahoma or whoever's in that playoff and they get rolled every time. So it seems like they're just a step behind the field. Um, my question, it wasn't a question to you, it was more of a statement. By the way, 113 wins in 12 seasons. He's the winningest coach in Notre Dame history. But I don't believe he has a national championship. Um, my question was Obviously, he went for the 95. I get it. Is this a lateral move? Is this a better move? Going to from Notre Dame to LSU, I, I'm trying to figure out, like, is that, you know, because now you go into a better conference. You, you, Notre Dame's an independent. But if you go to, to uh, the SEC, you're playing better teams. You're in the, you're in the best conference in college football. 
But now you got that guy Saban out in Alabama in Tuscaloosa. You still got to face him every year. You, it's the same thing with Har- with Harbaugh. He finally beat Ohio State. It's going to be difficult for Kelly to go to LSU and 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 try to beat the the, the powerhouses in that conference. Well, obviously he was looking at the dollar signs and not the 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 the, the, um, the pride. Yeah. Uh, with Notre Dame, that's what it comes. To. You could talk about it all you want. It's, it's and don't get me wrong. LSU's in the hunt every year too. They yeah, just want to match. It's definitely. How much was he making at Notre Dame? Do you know? He he wasn't making. Uh, let's see, ten years. He wasn't making nine point five. He was probably making five. You know, I, I'm a, guessing a he's four million dollar difference. No, listen, and plus, obviously, maybe he feels like twelve years is enough. I was there. I did a great job. You know, I feel like I, you know, I was good for the time program. To move on. He's smart. It, it's time to move on. Business so, move. And, and look at savvy. and look at LSU. They just won a national title two years ago, and they pushed their coach out. They went yeah. six and six this year. So, They're going to pay Ed Auger on millions of dollars to leave. They bring in Brian Kelly, so that's going to be real interesting. One one other tidbit looks like right now. I, I'm not familiar with him at all, but it looks like defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman, who's been on the staff only for a year at Notre Dame. Very surprising move here. It looks like he's the leading candidate to get the job to replace Kelly at Notre. Dame. Dame, so those well, are those are not easy shoes to it's fill. It's probably well deserved. Probably yeah, well deserved. again, I wish I knew more about the guy, but it just kind of came along came along kind of late here. So interesting stuff. College basketball: Fries beat Texas Tech. Fries move up to seven and one. I don't have the score for that game. Yeah, the Fries won. Um, I believe it was uh eighty two seventy eight. I believe Solid. in that game. I'm, I'm, if I'm if I'm incorrect, I apologize to the uh, listenership out cool, there. Cool. Fry is definitely won by four. Cooley's on the move. Cooley's on the move. Well, this is the big win, Michael. And if I'm not mistaken, I was out last night. I didn't get to see all of it. The Fries were down. I was actually supposed to go to this game too. Um, the Fries were down fourteen. I'm sorry, seventy two sixty eight was the final. I had, I had it here. I apologize. Not eighty two seventy eight. So I had a game in the you know in the low seventies, high sixties. That's the way Cooley likes to play. Ugly physical game, but they met them match with Texas Tech last night and the tech, the Red Raiders were up 14 early in this game. Friars went on a nice run behind fifth year senior and transfer from Indiana, Al Durham, who looked like he was basically the offense for the Friars. He finished with 23 points, played a great floor game, and of course finally, A.J. Reeves kicks in on the perimeter with 14 points and two big threes late in the game as the Friars you know, win a close game that Cooley really needed because now on Saturday, you've got the Rhodey Rams coming down from Kingston to the dunk for a huge game on Saturday. And of course, PC's looking to improve to eight and one. And so far, it looks like a pretty good non-conference schedule for the Friars going into Big E's play in a couple of weeks. Uh, Quick tidbit. I want to give a special shout out uh, to Dick Vital, who is battling cancer. He has not been on the scene for a while. He has, he's, he's back. He's back behind the mic. He had a, uh, he was on TV and he had a little bit of a meltdown and he was very, very, very happy to be back. So shout out to Dick Vitale. It's awesome, baby. Yeah, of course, a legend, 82, I believe he's 82 years old, still calling games during, you know, going through what he's going through and uh, our, our hearts and our prayers are with him and his family and, uh, I don't know. He sounded fine to me the other night. I'd lo- I, he can still do games. <laughs> he's the best. I mean, he's you know. I know a lot of people get a little tired of his stick. Sometimes it's a little bit too much. I get a little bit like sometimes when it's like everybody's special. Everybody's a diaper Dan. He's a little too much sometimes. But like the passion is there. There's a guy who I believe, and I know he's made millions off of all the endorsements. Um, he's the real deal. He would do it for nothing if he could. Absolutely. By, by the way, Michael, I just want to let you know that um, I I can't get into the whole story now. But you know, he um he sent me a book signed and called. Called me at Antonio's once. Solid. And you're probably going to say, oh, I don't get no, it. Yeah, but it. a friend of mine yeah. from Rhode Island, God rest his soul, my friend Charlie, used to go down to Florida every year where Dick lives with his wife, and he would run into him every year. And, you know, my friend knew that I wanted to get into the broadcast business. And I remember Dick saying it's a very subjective business. It's difficult and this and that. But he picked up the phone and called me. And that was something I'll never, ever forget. I still have the book autographed. Um, He's just he's he's a legend, and he's been at ESPN for over forty years. We love Dickie V, and um, obviously we say get well, but he's still on. He's still doing games with. He's still got a mic in his hand, so uh, he's still doing it, man. Thank he's, you for bringing that up. Yeah, he, I, he's I, a solid. Yeah. You know what? To 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 do something you love every day, and he would absolutely do it for free. And he and, and he, he he beat cancer. Yeah, you know he's back. That's oh, and by the way, he walked by me before he had called me at work that time. I was at um, Tropicana Field for a Red Sox-Rays game. I didn't know he was such a big baseball fan. He's got season tickets to the Rays, you know. He walked right by me. I didn't know him at the time, but I knew it was him because, you know, I know. Yeah. He walked right by me at the game. He's the best. I said, Dickie V, and he gave me the thumbs up. The guy is just a legend, but I guess he loves baseball more than people really knew. Solid guy. Solid guy, and we wish him uh, all the luck in the world behind the mic. Definitely. Uh, you are listening to the Sports Jumps on 88.1 FM WELH Providence. 
You can check us out on our website, thesportschumps.com. Our Spotify link is up there. You can check out all of our podcasts are up on Spotify. Number 25 will be up by tomorrow. You can email Micah Dean at thesportschumps at gmail.com. If you want to stump the dream, you could try. You could email Mike at thesportschumps at gmail.com. I got a little question for Dean the Dream. We're going to try and stump him. The question is from Aunt Mick. Um, you ready? Bring it. All right. As time goes on, it's very easy to see how much all sports have evolved over the years. A big reason is for that, for that is the athletic ability of all these athletes. So many players nowadays play multiple sports. Kyle Murray, Russell Wilson are just a few are just a few who quarterback in the NFL and who also got drafted by Major League Baseball team. But what few people don't know is Tom Brady is 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 in that group. Before he got drafted by the NFL, Tom was drafted by the MLB. My question is what MLB drafted him? What MLB team drafted him and at what position? Okay. Um, I know you know that. So no, I no. I, I there's no foregone conclusion here. I just I I know Anthony Mix not very talkative, but I mean, what was the whole sermon to get into leading into the whole question? Just ask the question. But I I know where he's going with it. So it's nice. He's trying to segue segue and preface it. But I mean, like it was a little wordy to get to it. Just ask the question, Junior. But anyways, um, wow. No, we appreciate we appreciate the uh the vibe here. But um, so Tom Brady was drafted in another sport. Is that what you're telling me? MLB. Okay. Oh, so you gave me the sport, which oh, I would. Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would have got it. I would have got it. See, no, I'm, but he said it. He asked it in the question. Okay. Yeah. No. You know, no. I'm sorry. I was just trying. I was like I my said. My question. I'm gonna get to the. Michael, question I got lost. I got lost in it because he he, he yeah, gave us a, a sermon before he, you got to the question. He gave so it's a story. All right. So he, my, the question is. Yeah. What MLB team? It's not worded correctly, so I'll say it. Okay. I'm gonna word it correctly. Okay. What major league baseball team drafted Tom Brady in at what position? Okay. So I'm going to go, Michael, and say, not to be technical here, because I don't believe that, well, they are a team to this day, but they did move. So I'm going to say that it was the Montreal Expos, because now they're the Washington Nationals. Am I correct on yes, that part? you're correct. Okay, and people will never believe this, because Tom Brady is six foot four. Not that it's too tall to play the position, but I believe, actually, Brady was drafted as a catcher. You're correct. I bagged it. You got it. We already talked about this already, though. You what do you mean we talked about no, it? We, we talked didn't. To, we didn't off, talk about off, the ants. Oh, uh, we what? talked about it off, off, off of off air. We we talked about Brady being. Uh, you you had mentioned it to me. We were playing PS. Yeah. Or you mentioned it to me uh, that Brady. Did you know? Because I was Tom. Yeah. I was. We were playing NFL. Yeah. Uh, and you had mentioned to me. Did you know Tom Brady got drafted by the Expos and. It wasn't on air. No, honestly, I don't. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you. I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember saying that to you. So you remembered that. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, obviously, you, you understand. Do you think he? I'm just saying, knowing him, though, knowing you're gonna aggravate him. So let's get yeah, I don't the care. Too bad. Move on. Too bad. No, before we move on, I I almost feel like even that he's trying to trick me a little bit because it was the Expos. Now, if I had said the Nat, like obviously, I had to know that the team moved. Do you understand? They're not the same team anymore. Yeah. They're the same team, but they're not the same city. They moved from Montreal to Washington. But I just want to let it know. I you know I didn't come out and say, oh, you got drafted by the Nationals. You got drafted. By the by the Expos, correct. And I don't think he put the year there, but I think it was um it was like mid nineties, like ninety four, ninety five. Moving on, you got right. it right. Nails moving on. Give us another question, yet, Mick. Word it properly. Ask the question. Don't give us a story. We love you. Thank you for asking. Thank you for the support. All right, moving on. Trump of the week. Trump of the week is actually a uh, couple. It's a female and male. I'm not sure if they're married, boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm not sure what's going on. But at one of the games, uh, Laker games, uh, a female yelled out to LeBron James, I hope Bronny dies in a car wreck. Uncalled for. Athletes are humans. You cannot say things. You can't be racist. You can't say things like that. I hope someone dies. We don't hope anybody dies. You might not like LeBron James, but you have to respect him. Right. He's one of the best ever, ever. I don't want to equate it to anything that I do, but like even in our work, Michael, I mean, like someone comes in the restaurant, they, you know, the old theory, like the customer's always right. Well, I mean, if the customer said something like that to me about some a family member, do I have to take it? 
I'm just saying, where do you draw the line in the sand and you say, you know what? Is, I don't care about the rules. There right. are no rules. I'm rewriting the rules. You talk about my family You're or my son. Line. I don't have a son, but if you talk about my family member or something, uh, yeah. it's all bets are off. I don't care. There's no right. rules there. So so I don't want to hear they pay 10000 20000 30000 50000 60000 70000 up to 100000 for a seat on the floor. It's not about money. It's about having respect. Yeah. You, 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 would you say that to anybody in your family? No, you wouldn't. So don't say it to LeBron That's James. harsh. I mean, that's and really. And he did the correct thing. Yeah. And everyone's saying, I ratted the girl. No. So if you're making a statement about somebody's family, okay. And there's, there's actually been incidents where the, the fans spit on the players and stop. If you don't know how to act, stay home. Go punch your TV screen. It's just. Did Michael, I did a little bit of homework on it, but did they? Um, and you may know more than me. Did they? Uh, did they ban the? Because la- I thought it was just a lady. You said it was a couple. It was I a couple. I, they got escorted yeah. out. I don't know if they're banned. I yeah. don't know if they were season ticket holders. I don't know the whole story behind the ticket, but right. I do know, you know, from all the media and all that, the allegations are that they yelled and screamed. We hope Bronny dies in a car wreck. And, and not on. to not to get too far into it, but I just was wondering too, you said allegations, exactly. Because obviously LeBron, I don't think LeBron would make that up if he believes that she said that. She probably said it. But obviously there had to be people around them that can you know corroborate the fact that, you know, yeah. it was said. So obviously if 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 he said she said it, she probably said it. Uh, and that's I'm, that's a deal breaker. I'm gonna say this. LeBron is a lot of things. I'm not a fan of LeBron but he's one of the best to ever do it. He, and he definitely does not hate his fans. He does a lot. For yeah, and he doesn't deserve to have someone say that about his son. I mean, obviously, you know, you, listen, you come to a game, if a guy's not playing well, if you want to say you stink, you suck, whatever, you you know, whatever. You just can't, you just, that's that's over the top. That's, that's far over, over the, the top. top. And she deserved, she got what she what she deserved, and it's just, it's uncalled for. I mean, you got to treat the players with respect. You know, Russell, Russell um, uh, Westbrook, Westbrook he, he's, he's big, he's adamant on that. He's like, we're human. Like, you can't just come in and, like, they walk through the tunnel to go back to the locker room. They get things thrown at them and all that. Stop. And this, if, I don't care how much money you're paying for a ticket. You don't do that. That's just uncalled for. Just because you have money means you could disrespect somebody. Get, go home. Stay home then. Well, if, the, if that person... If you hate someone yeah. that much, why are you paying to go watch them? Right. Stop. It's ignorant. You're ignorant. I mean, you're, you're entitled to root against the player, but you just can't, you just can't yeah. talk about someone's yeah, family. Boo, all that stuff. It's and, you know, fine. even us, we joke. You and I bust chops. We always say, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we're kids. You always said mother jokes are out. You don't use mothers. I mean, there's certain, places you, the line. There's certain places you just don't go. I, I mean, don't have their names. I don't know if their names were released, but you know what? They, that couple, they are the chumps of the week. Good job, Michael. And I'm looking at the bottom here on Facebook Live. We've got our listenership. It's an early edition, but I believe I see Craig Thompson with my eyes that are so bad from 10 feet away. I'm not sure if I'm seeing it right, but... Uh, yeah, he's he, saying he hopes Brian Kelly fails miserably at LSU, and he's saying that uh, Kelly should have waited after the season to make the move. Well, I don't know. Craig Thompson, I, I, you know, you're probably an awesome person, but if someone... I don't know what you do. Let's say you're a bartender, and somebody off, and you bartend at some prominent restaurant in the city and someone offers you 95 million to go to another prominent restaurant you're going end the story well yeah and i'm just happy that he's listening because i know he's been yeah trying solid. to figure no, out i'm he, not trying to no I'm he's trying, trying to figure to, out a way to get on obviously yeah. you know it's it's solid it's, and i'm solid. Limi- i'm limited thank you so. for your loyal listenership but the guy got offered 95 million that's tough to turn down that's just my opinion you know and yeah. and, and i know like i just said it's not always about money but he was there for what 12 years 12 years 12 years yeah he made he made a statement there. It's time to move on. Yeah, I always believe that at some point. And I'm not you, gonna lie. I'm not a big college football fan. I do watch the games here and there, so you probably know a little bit more about Brian Kelly yeah. than I do, and maybe even Dean. But 95 million is very, 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 very hard to turn. Michael, down. I think a lot of I think maybe what Craig's alluding to also is the fact that he he believes that maybe you wait till the end of your season, you finish what you started with the with the Irish, meaning like you know you're sixth in the country, you got a bowl game, you got to you know what I'm saying. So maybe you just feel like you should have waited. But we're recruiting you. You got a chance to take a job. You got to get the ball rolling. All right, we're over the 60 minute mark. Day in history. Okay, I'll be real quick, Michael. Um, on this day, December 2nd, 1984, I'm only mentioning this because it was in our top 10 from our show, um, Doug Flutie won the 50th Heisman Trophy, okay? 
3,454 yards with 27 touchdowns. And, of course, the Hail Mary in the Orange Bowl when he threw it to Gerard Phelan for the 48-yard touchdown to beat uh, Bernie Kosar in the Miami Hurricanes. Of course, we all know Flutie went on to play a 21-year pro career a few seasons with the New England Patriots. He actually finished his career with the New England Patriots. But um, 86 career touchdowns. Doug Flutie, a total legend. But he won the Heisman Trophy on this date, December 2nd, 1984. Wow, solid. Flutie Flakes. You know I'm big on Flutie. Flutie Flakes, baby. Yeah. You mentioned that you have it in the thing. I got them upstairs. I got them too. So it's got to have it. Box is sealed with the flake still in it. Nice. You have that? Yeah. Solid. It's worth cash. I got Griffey too. The only one I I, I really wanted the Jordan one, but I don't have it. You have that? Jordan. No, I don't have Jordan. I've got like, I've got, I've got about 10 or 15 of them. I got like Bill Russell. I've got a few. Oh, that's a solid one. How old is it? The Bill Russell one? Yeah. I don't, does it, I don't think it tells you the year on it. Does it tell you when well, it came I mean, out? When I don't, did you buy it? I don't remember. I mean, 15, 20 years ago? I don't oh, know. Right. I mean, so like, it's not from the 60s or 70s. No, 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 no. But uh, good uh, stuff here. All right, we're over the hour, Mark. That's a wrap for episode 25 of the Sports Chumps. I'm Dean the Dream. You've been listening to the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, WELH, Providence. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. We'll see you next week.